0: The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I am the executive minister and the senior assistant minister at Christ Universal Temple in Chicago, Illinois, where the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells is the senior minister and the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman is the founder. We're in the midst of a uh, just a two-part series. I just wrapped up a long series, and I just wanted to just touch base with the listeners and just go over this first quarter and what this means for our own individual lives, the first quarter of 2021. And it's not based upon any one particular book. It's just me plugging in. If someone wants to call in and talk about goals and what they're seeking to produce this year. You can call into, I believe, I haven't even said this number in a while, but I believe it's 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. And we're going to just drill down on a few things and uh, t- this week and next week that I hope can help you launch into your greater good in 2021 and beyond. So, again, first quarter. What's going on? I broke it down, uh, these different goals that we possibly could have into basically five different areas. Spiritual, relationships, career, physical, money. Again, spiritual, relationships, career, physical, money what are your goals concerning these areas do you have any goals concerning this these areas now this is important because what you can because what you intend and then act upon produces results but if you don't have any intention there's nothing to act on if you have the intention but you're not acting on it, then we need to have the conversation around what needs to happen for you to get into action. But again, we're talking about five different areas, spiritual relationships, career, physical, and money. Now let's just deal with them in order. And just to let you know, I'm going to spend a considerable amount of time today on the money aspect when I get there. But I want to just drill down on these other things because Many times we say we don't have time to do the other things because we don't feel as though our money is where we want it to be. So we're going to drill down on some things concerning those areas. Now, I want to give you a quote from Jack Addington. He was a old-school New Thought minister who was uh, with the Church of Religious Science, now called Sinister Spiritual Living. And he wrote, talking about the mind, how it works, because this is important if we want to achieve the goals that we desire. He wrote... The conscious mind directs, chooses, analyzes, envisions, imagines, and reasons both inductively and deductively. The subconscious mind is subject to the conscious mind. It can only reason deductively, taking the premise given it by the conscious mind. It makes no difference what kind of premises they are. The subconscious mind can be compared to a factory, The factory does not question whether or not it receives good designs from the design department, but it goes to work on the design it has been given. In the same way, your subconscious mind does not concern itself over the kind of goals you give it. Ah, this is important. The subconscious mind doesn't care. The question is, what are you giving your subconscious mind? It goes on to say, it goes to work on negative as well as the affirmative goals, carrying out your orders with precision. So you might not realize it, but being lazy is a goal and you'll be given more opportunities to be lazy or upset or frustrated or anxious because where your attention goes, your power flows. So it's important that we start to give our minds conscious intention, that we start to use our conscious mind to give the subconscious mind the images uh, and instructions and ideas necessary to produce the results we desire In these five areas of life, spiritual, relationships, career, physical, and money. I'm not saying that these are the only things that cover life, but these five areas cover a lot of life, especially when you look at your everyday life. Uh, You can put things in like fun and other things of that nature, and they'll be tied to sometimes many of these other things. All right. So let's talk about your spiritual goals for a moment. Do you have any? You know, spiritual goals could be, you know, that you put aside a separate prayer time, that you pray daily in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. You're going to pray every morning, pray every evening. You're going to read some scripture or spiritual inspirational information. You're going to meditate a certain amount of times a day. You're going to journal. You're going to, you know, do whatever you feel as though you need to do to commune. Everybody has different spiritual practices. So I can't speak to what everybody does. My question is, do you have spiritual goals? I was just talking to somebody on one recently within the last couple of weeks, and they told me that one of their goals is to read the Bible from cover to cover in one year. That mattered to him. Now. That's a good goal. Why is it a good goal? Because he wants to do it. And that's something that requires discipline. So it disciplines the mind to go back and then figure out how to pull these gems out of the Bible for practical living. Now, he might just want to read it for historical purposes. When I read the Bible, I'm reading history, but I'm also looking for the metaphysical principles that can help people live better lives. People are looking for different things. My point is, he had a goal. Now the question is, will he do it? That's on him. That's on him. Uh, There are other people who are particularly reading or studying spiritual material around a particular subject. And they want to become more patient or more loving or more forgiving. Or they want to have a greater realization and understanding of how God moves in, through, and as them. I don't know how that shows up for you. But what are your spiritual goals? And if you don't have any, I'm just going to suggest to you that if you don't aim at anything, you won't get anything. As Les Brown would say, if you aim at nothing, you'll you'll hit nothing dead on the head. So... Get some spiritual goals. What are you seeking to produce? I'm in the process of studying some particular material just for my own spiritual growth. I'm not going to tell you, tell you what it is. It's my own. That's my own stuff. But I'm trying to produce some particular levels of awareness. Therefore, every day I'm reading two particular books that I feel as though will help me develop the consciousness that I'm seeking to produce. That's a goal of mine. Therefore, as I'm reflecting and taking notes, you know, praying on what I'm reading, seeking to get understanding and insight. uh, And this material that I've had, it's been on my shelf for years. One of the books I bought in the nineties, but sometimes you have to go back to the material. Sometimes you have to go back and read that thing again. And then you'll see that you are reading it differently because you have grown. You are at a different state of consciousness. Therefore, the material isn't the same. It's almost like the book was rewritten. It was almost like the scripture was rewritten. It was almost like the sermon you were listening to was was being taught brand new with new material. So get some spiritual goals. All right, now. Let's talk about relationship goals, whether that's intimate relationships like marriage or significant other, partner, things of that nature, or your relationships with family, siblings, parents, children, friends, uh, you know, co-workers. Do you have relationship goals? What are you seeking to produce? If you're married, what are you seeking to produce? And if you're seeking to produce it, Are you doing it? Why is this important? Because sometimes people just aren't intentional about what they want to create in their lives and what actually produces happiness, integrity, and understanding. So they don't have the conversations that need to happen that allows a baseline to happen. Therefore, the mutual respect, mutual love, service, and compassion can be present with those relationships. It's really important that you have some type of goals. What type of time do you wanna spend with the people that matter the most to you? What do you wanna do with them? Uh, do you wanna vacation with them? Do you wanna take trips with them? Do you wanna to go to Disney World? Do you wanna to go to, you know, Montego Bay, Jamaica? What do you wanna do? And then, actually, put a plan together to do it a plan not just something random and sometimes it could be random you know uh you know this past what, what day was that i had, I just left from doing a funeral i had to preach on for on zoom and then i had to officiate a, a service on sunday afternoon and when i left i just called my older sister and said hey let me scoop you up let's, let's go grab something to eat and it was random, but it was good because one of my goals is to make sure I'm spending more time with my siblings. And that could be challenging because all of us are so busy and not everyone is in the same area, meaning that we don't all live in Chicagoland metropolitan area. So that could be challenging. But I can do what I can do and then plan for the other stuff. My point is this. The people that matter the most to you Uh, Do you have a plan around how you spend time with them, what you want to experience with them, what you want to give and serve to them? And I give and I actually mean that give and serve. In other words, you know, people need different things. And we'll give an example. You might have, you know, if if you're familiar with the book, The Five Love Languages, uh, you know, they talk about people experience love differently. Some through service, some through gifts, some through quality time. Some through affirmative words. It was another one I can't remember the fifth one offhand. But I always am mindful of those things because I have people in my life that require different things. Therefore, I'm mindful of what they need. You know, you know, I I know without a doubt my my daughter, for instance, she she needs quality time. That matters to her. So if you're not sitting down watching the show with her or the movie she wants or going and having the experience with her, then that doesn't work for her. Whereas somebody else you give them a gift and you, and then you don't spend time, they feel totally satisfied. You have to know what it is that you're trying to produce. So when I'm talking about this first quarter of of the year, why am I focusing so much on the first quarter? Because this, this year will get past you if you're not intentional within these first four months. The year will get past you. You will look up and it's October and November and another year of the same old, same old will happen. All right, now relationships. Make some goals about what you want to do and how you want to do it. And that doesn't mean sometimes things don't change. You know, I, I you know, I, I was having some conversations with some of my friends, was like, hey, You know, pre-pandemic, we had said that we were going to get together and we were going to watch football games on Sundays. Maybe we can't make all of the Sundays, but if it's enough of us, if one person misses here and there, what difference does it make? Let's watch these Bears games. Now, it's not happening now. But when, you know, everybody is vaccinated and things we need to do, that's a conversation that I need to have again. Because that mattered to me because – as we grow up and we have our own family and children and other responsibilities, it's easy to let those moments get past you. And if you don't, if you haven't paid attention, the people that you love don't stay here forever and neither will you. Neither will you. And, you know, it's it's it's, it's something else to look at life and just realize that as Stephen Covey once wrote, wrote, you can climb the ladder of success and then find out it's lean- the ladder's leaning on the wrong wall. So be intentional about your relationships and what you're seeking to produce. And make sure you get what you need out of it. Don't become a martyr for your relationships. Make sure you get out of the relationships what you need and communicate those needs. Don't have people try to figure out what you need. They don't need to become fortune tellers and psychics. Just to figure out what you need, communicate it, communicate it with love and tact. But let people know this is what I need in this relationship for it to work for me. And some people can deliver on that, and some people can't. And if they can't, leave people free and be around, get around folks who can who can support you and love you in the way that matters to your own soul. Now let's deal with career. Career. You know, and I realize there might be some people on here that that listen to this show that are retired. And that doesn't mean that you still can't give service. That doesn't mean that you can't share your talents. It just might mean that you're not punching a clock or being responsible for a job or your business or, or, you know, something that requires your um, time and attention at a level of detail that a career normally does. Well, what do you want to do with your career? Are there some career goals that fear is keeping you from achieving? Are there some things you want to produce in your current business or job? Are there some things you want to do, even if you have to do them as a side gig right now, to develop the talent and skill? And, you know, I often tell people that if you want to go into business for yourself, you know, uh, (laughs) see if you can find out how to, to Train on somebody else's dime. I've been saying this for years. You know, one of the great things about working for somebody, if you are intentional, is you can learn how to run a business before you have to be responsible for the business. It's called paying attention to the people around you and taking on responsibility. Now, what do you want to achieve? What do you want and what will it require? Some people say they want things, but they don't want what it will require to get it. Some people want the business, but they want the free time. I tell people like, oh, I don't want to be on that nine to five. I'm going to get my own business because I want more free time. It's like, oh, Unless you set that business up a certain way, you could just end up with more time you're working. You just don't have to be responsible to anyone else. In other words, you're answering to yourself. But just be mindful of what it is that you're seeking to produce in a career. Some people want businesses and they set them up so they have more free time. Some people want to be the business. What do I mean by that? In Robert Covey's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he talks about you know the employer, the self-employed, the, the business owner, which is large business, and the investor. And what's interesting about the career is understanding where you want to be. Like, you know, I have a a cousin of mine, for instance, who is an exceptionally uh, successful dentist, dentist in Michigan. And, you know, you couldn't pull him out of his business and say, "Okay, let everybody else fix the people's teeth. He loves to do it. So he doesn't have a problem doing that. The question is, do you what do you want to do? And are you willing to do what it takes to get there? Do you have a plan? Do you have a plan? Are you going to sit back and let year after year after year go, and you don't achieve the things that matter the most to you? You look back and say, man, I had the time to do it, and I didn't do it. Man, I could have did it, and I didn't. And it's nothing like that level of regret and guilt. To when you know better, you know what to do, and you still haven't done it. So now let's talk about physical. Physical. Do you have some physical goals? Those things matter. Diet, weight. I'm a big believer on having, you know, goals, physical goals. And I know right now, you know, we're we're in a, you know, a, a culture that says you can't talk about weight. You can't talk about physicality. You're shaming people and things of that nature. And that's not where I am at all. What I'm saying is, the healthier you are, the more you can enjoy life. There are people who are millionaires who don't, and billionaires who don't have their health, and they would give almost all of their money to have their health. So if you've been blessed with good health, make sure you have a plan on how to maintain it. If you're seeking better health, be very intentional about how you're seeking to claim it. You know, I, I've, I've been, you know, grateful, you know, outside of a few hiccups in my life. I've been relatively healthy and I'm mindful of it, you know. But as I recognize as I get older uh, that, you know, I used to just shed weight immediately. I, I'm, I probably didn't gain a pound for about 10 years when I was younger. And now I recognize like, oh OK, I can gain weight now. So now I have to be mindful of weight goals because you look up and it gets out of hand. So, you know, you know, I don't even look any smaller, but I've probably in the last mm, six weeks probably have lost 13 pounds, but I look exactly the same size. That let me know that that was just fat weight, eating honey buns and banana puddings and, and cakes, and drinking milkshakes from Culver's and steak and shake. That's all, you know. And then I eliminated all of that stuff, and next thing you know the weight just dropped off because I don't have to do a lot and just go to the gym, work on a treadmill, do a few weights, do some stretches, and weight just falls off of me because I'm not normally and naturally a big person. So I'm sharing that to say you got to have some physical goals. What are you seeking to produce? What are you seeking to produce physically? And it matters because, yet again, I'm going to read what Jack Addington wrote. I'm going to read it again. The conscious mind directs, chooses, analyzes, envisions, imagines, and reasons both inductively and deductively. The subconscious mind is subject to the conscious mind. It can reason only deductively, taking the premises given it by the conscious mind. It makes no difference what kind of premises they are. The subconscious mind can be compared to a factory. The factory does not question whether or not it receives good designs from the design department, but goes to work on the design it has been given. The same way, your subconscious mind does not concern itself over the kind of goals you give it. It goes to work on the negative as well as the affirmative goals, carrying out your orders with precision. Now, this is important. Let me just say this, to paraphrase Gary Zukov, You are responsible for the choices you make and the consequences they create. You are responsible for the choices you make and the consequences they create. Now, not making a choice is a choice. Not making a decision is a decision. Indecision is a decision. There's no other way for me to say it. So as you're looking at this first quarter of your life, I just want you to be mindful, mindful that you are in the space of letting either this year be an empowered year because you you're conscious and intentional or letting another year pass. Without achieving the things that you say matter to you, but you never put any structure around it, any systems around it, and built any accountability into it to get the results you say you want out of life. What are you doing with the first quarter of this year? It matters to your life. just allow that to land. Just allow that to land. What are you doing with this first quarter? Now, uh, let me give my quick commercial before we go to our break. We're about a minute and a half from our break. So let me just cover the things that we normally need to cover. First of all, this Sunday at Christ Universal Temple, we're having an outdoor service in the parking lot. We're building a gigantic stage. We're going to have uh, musical guest, which is uh, Pastor Charles Jenkins and his musical team. We're going to have Senior Minister Appreciation Day. We're celebrating Reverend Wells' 10th anniversary as a senior minister of Christ Universal Temple. I'm, I'm going to be speaking. Other people are going to be speaking. It's going to be a fabulous thing. We're going to have our temple singers, our musicians. We're going to have videos. We're going to have a whole bunch of stuff. We're going to have a good time. If you're in the Chicagoland area, uh, on April 25th, 2021, you definitely want to come and be a part of this service. We're going to park every other parking space. and So if people do decide they want to get out and sit in a chair or whatever and enjoy the service, uh, you know, just bring something to maintain a little warmth uh, because, you know, Chicago weather is, is a variable, uh, but we're going to have a good time. We're going to have a real good time. Secondly. Uh, Just be reminded that this show has a Facebook page and you can uh, like it. I'm asking you to like it. Give it a five star rating. Write a positive review. It's called Truth Transforms with Reverend Galen McDowell. Make sure you do that. If you listen to this show via podcast apps, make sure that you give it a five star rating and write a positive review. I would greatly appreciate it. It helps with the algorithms. Uh, share this message share get it out don't forget our Facebook Live Lessons on Christ Universal Temple's Facebook page Monday through Friday at noon central time stay plugged in we'll be right back with Truth Transforms All are welcome We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Okay, we're here talking about the first quarter of 2021. What are you doing with the first four months of 2021? around these particular goals, spiritual, relationships, career, physical, and money. And we've talked about the first four already. If anybody wants to call in, obviously you can call in at 816-251-3555. And, you know, we can discuss something if you have some questions that you want to ask or you've been bawling, you just got to call in and give a testimony. That's fantastic as well. So now it's time to talk about the money let talk about the money. And I told you I was going to spend a considerable time talking about the money. Why? Because the money will help you have the freedom to focus on the other things. I once heard someone write, uh, excuse me, I once heard someone say that when you don't have enough money, you think about money all the time. So when you want to pray, when you want to whatever, what are you praying about? Money. Uh, getting into arguments with relationships, with your spouse, with your children or your parents around what money Focus at your career. Yeah. You want your career to be a certain kind of way, but you're concerned about not making enough money in your career. Or if the career goes away and you're already dealing with, you know, you lose your job or the business takes a downturn, which has happened to a lot of people in the midst of this pandemic then, of course, money is the main concern. This is why, you know, these countries, especially in the United States with these, you know, pay, you know, PPP loans and all those type of things have mattered. And, you know, and, you know, pandemic funds and, you know, all different type of things, because that becomes a r- real present situation when when your career is jeopardized, you're not making enough money to do what you need to do, or you don't feel as though that you're on solid ground when it comes to your career. And then there's physical, you know, there are people who don't take care of themselves because they don't feel as though they have the money to do so. Uh, now that's not always the case. Sometimes it's about prioritizing, you know, what do I mean by that? Uh, sometimes people spend their money on things that won't take care of their health, you know, and they could be spending that same amount of money without changing anything. For instance, If a person wanted health, like, for instance, I get a massage every month, no matter what, always, no matter what, deep tissue massage, period. Why? I feel as though that's a part of my self-care. And it's necessary because, as a minister, I carry a lot of other people's stuff, and that stuff can get in you energetically. Uh, And for me, it's just necessary just to take that time to take care of me. But people who are spending money on uh, cigarettes, alcohol, and drugs might have the same amount of... could pay for three (laughs) massages a a month. And I'm only using that as an example. I'm not saying that's everybody's situation. What I am saying is when people don't feel as though they have enough money to take care of their own self-care, it matters. You know, uh, know, in, in many urban areas, that's things called food deserts. And... You know, and so when people go and they're buying fruits and vegetables, they tend to cost more than buying, you know, you know, driving by McDonald's or I'm not knocking any fast food restaurant. I'm just using that as an example, uh, to to buy that, you know, burger and fry every day versus making sure you have some bananas and some grapes, and apples and oranges, and tangerines or, you know. Whatever it might, grapefruit in the house, along with you know green beans and salads and whatever else you need for your health. So if you want to take care of your your physical well being, yes, there are choices to be made. You might want a gym membership, you might want to get a personal trainer, you might want to take a yoga class. I don't know a Zumba class, but I do know this: you have to take care of your physical well being. And many times people don't do it because they say they don't have the money. So let's deal with the money. Now, what I'm going to be giving you is some steps that are out of the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. And I think that these steps are solid around getting clear about your money goals. All right. So he has six steps, six steps. And I will read it how he reads it, how he wrote it. And he wrote. The method by which desire for riches can be transmuted into its financial equivalent consists of six definite practical steps. First, fix fix in your mind the exact amount of money you desire. It's not sufficient merely to say I want plenty of money. Be definite as to the amount. There is a psychological reason for definiteness, which will be described in a subsequent chapter. Second, determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire. There's no such reality as something for nothing. Third, establish a definite date when you intend to possess the money you desire. Fourth, create a definite plan for carrying out your desire and begin at once, whether you are ready or not, to put this plan into action. Fifth, write out a clear, concise statement of the amount of money you intend to acquire. Name the time limit for its acquisition, state what you intend to give in return for the money, and describe clearly the plan through which you intend to accumulate it. Sixth, Read your written statement aloud twice daily, once just before retiring at night and once after arising in the morning. As you read, see and feel and believe yourself already in possession of the money. So let's just deal with it from the first one. Fix in your mind the exact amount of money you desire. Now, why is this point important? Because as Reverend Ike would say, you must be definite, or used to say, you must be definite with the infinite. You must be definite with the infinite. Get clear. This is the amount of money I am desiring to produce, to experience, to make. You got to get clear. You have to have a number in your head. If you don't have a number in your head, it's sort of like the person who says, oh, I just want to be happy in life. Okay, define happiness. What does happiness mean to you? Get real clear about what that means. So with your money goals, you must be definite. Fix in your mind the exact amount of money you desire. Get real clear about it. Get real, real clear. Now, once you get clear about it, and, and this could be a, a a lump total. In other words, you want to you know you want to accumulate five million. Or you can say, "This is what I want to make every month." I don't know, but just get in your mind the exact amount of money you desire. Then second, determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire. okay? What service? What are you going to create? what are you going to produce to make this money goal come into demonstration in other words the law is give and receive so are you what talent what experience what ideas what you know are you giving to Get the money you desire. Determine exactly what you intend to give in return for the money you desire. So say if your amount is $5 million and then you write, I'm going to, you know, create paintings that will inspire people to love and and create a world that works for everyone. I'm going to do this and that with the paintings. I'm going to have a blog around it. I'm going to have a a website. I'm going to create a podcast just talking about inspiring paintings. I don't know what it is. I'm saying, but you got to be clear about what it is that you're seeking to give. In time, talent, and energy. Let me be clear about it. In time, talent, and energy. Then it's third Establish a definite date you intend to possess the money you desire. Napoleon Hill used to say, a goal is a dream with a deadline. A goal is a dream with a deadline. So it's not just enough to say, this is the amount of money I want. It's not enough to say, this is what I'm going to do to get it. You have to put a hard date on its achievement. Why? Because again, as Les Brown used to say, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit nothing dead on the head. As Reverend Ike used to say, you must be definite with the infinite. And as I often say, you're not going to outperform your own consciousness. So, this is a method of transforming your consciousness because you're creating clarity. Clarity. You're literally creating a mental equivalent, clarity of thought and conviction of feeling. This is clarity. Clarity. This is clarity. Clarity. Set a date. date. If you want to take that vacation, and that's a part of your money goals, that connects to your relationship goals, Then set a date. I'm going to Hawaii by December 2022. Now work backwards. How much money do you need to have to have that goal manifest? What do you want to do when you get to Hawaii? Where do you want to stay? Do you want to stay someplace fancy, a resort? Are you trying to get an Airbnb? What do you want to do? Do you want to see the volcanoes? Do you want to see the waterfalls? Do you just want to sit on the beach? Do you want to take excursions? Then you work backwards. Okay, now that I know this is the amount of money that it takes to produce this, now I need to put a plan together. You must be definite with the infinite. So put some goals, put some dates on those goals, on those money goals. I want to have an emergency plan, emergency fund, meaning emergency fund is the amount of money you need to take care of all of your money responsibilities in the case of an emergency where you don't make any income for a designated period of time. A real emergency fund is at least three months. A practical emergency fund is more like six months. Somebody, you or somebody else has a health challenge. Somebody makes an unexpected transition. Uh, The business bottoms out. What's your cushion? So you might say, uh, you sit down and you look at your monthly expenses and then you say, okay, I'm going to create at least a partial emergency fund. So I'm going to work towards saving up this amount of money to make sure that in the case that I don't make a dime for three months, nothing changes in my lifestyle. And then you can get to the point of six months. Dave Ramsey talks a lot about this in his seven baby steps. You might say, I want to get out of debt by a certain amount of time. You want to be out of debt, you know, you know, in 18 months. Okay, what does that take? You, want, you don't want to have a mortgage in four years, and you have 20 years left on the mortgage. Okay, what's that going to take? and before you say well that's impossible people are doing it every day people are doing it every day because once they get intentional spiritual law the universe god holy spirit whatever term you want to use the creative forces and capacities of the universe start to push and trend them in the way to produce the goals that they desire Remember what I read about Jack Addington earlier. I read it twice. I shouldn't have to read it again. About the conscious and subconscious mind. The subconscious mind is like a factory. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help you do what it is you intend to do. Fourth, create a definite plan for carrying out your desire, beginning once, whether you are ready or not, to put this plan into action. So now that you have said stated how much money you desire. You determine what you're going to do to achieve it or to get it. You put a date around it. Now you have to create a plan and then start at once. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Don't pause. Do it now. But what if I make mistakes? You're going to make mistakes anyway. Welcome to the human race. Start now. But what about start now? But I don't have start now. If start now is doing nothing other than the research for it, start now. Like literally. If you have to go to the library and and go uh, you know, I don't I don't rent books. I, I don't know if it's called rent books from the library. I haven't I buy everything I want that I want for my own personal library. But if you need to go get a library card and get a financial planning book or financial planning books and just get up to speed on, on emergency funds, on investing, on savings, on uh, getting out of debt, that's at least a start. Do something. If it's, setting aside a certain amount of money that you can set aside right now even if it's small start that even if you can't put it in the bank account even if it's I'm gonna put you know twenty dollars a week in a jar do something and just say okay uh you know you know and and then maybe every week you just add five extra dollars or well, every month is an extra five. I don't know. I'm just, I, I spoke a lot about this. If You go back and look at my series secrets of the millionaire mind. Uh, I speak a lot about when I got, I forgot what episodes they were on their six jar method. Just start somewhere. You got to start. All right. Fifth, write out a clear, concise statement. Of the amount of money you intend to acquire, name the time limit for its acquisition, state what you intend to give in return for the money, and describe clearly the plan through which you intend to accumulate it. What well, in other words, write out a clear and concise statement of the first four steps. That's what he's asking. A clear and concise state So, in other words, you made all these declarations about this is what I want, this is what I'm going to do to get it, this is how- when I'm going to get it, and this is my plan. Now, write that all down in a clear and concise statement. All right. Why? Because you're creating a mental equivalent. Clarity and conviction. This is clarity. This is clarity. This is clarity. Can you see it? So when you write it out in a clear and concise statement, then you can go to the sixth step, which is clarity and conviction. Read your written statement aloud twice daily. Once just before retiring at night and once after arising in the morning, as you read, see and feel and believe yourself already in possession of the money. So now you have a plan, you're executing your plan, but every morning and evening you're impressing the subconscious mind with clarity and conviction. That's why he wrote see, feel, and believe. See it. Clarity. Feel it. Conviction. Believe. Know it in your heart. Accept it as true. You are literally visualizing and realizing, really, your own prosperity, your own money. You're building a money consciousness. This step is so important. It's unreal because He's teaching you the secret of building a money consciousness. I don't want you to miss it. As I'm reading this now, it's dawned dawned on me, like literally as I'm reading this, that I've never taught my daughter this six-step method. And, 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 and now as a college student, I got to make sure that when she comes home, we go over this. It just dawned on me, just like a light bulb moment, like, wow, you never even talked that to your own child. Now, of course, I've had conversations about success and prosperity and well-being, and, you know, I'm looking forward to her graduating, at least getting her undergrad this year. That's a wonderful thing. But... The education without the consciousness won't produce the results that you desire in life. A lot of people uh, have the education without the accomplishment that the education was supposed to produce. And I'm pro-education, so do miss it. Somebody trained me to be the hardcore metaphysics guy. It wasn't like, okay, I just wandered into a library, started picking up new thought books, and and became this good. I had great teachers and I have great teachers. And now I can be a teacher to someone else. Because I got into the classroom, I took the test, I did the papers, I did all of the stuff, I met all the requirements necessary to become a licensed teacher and then a licensed and ordained minister. For the universal foundation for better living and trust me it was a lot of work a lot of work but my point is this you do what you you have to know the game plan and do what is necessary to produce the results you desire this step is the practical and the mental aspect of building a money consciousness so if you want to maximize the rest of the year before this fourth quarter is over. Get real clear. This isn't just about making surface New Year's resolutions. This is about your life and how it impacts the people that matter the most to you. They deserve the best version of you. They deserve the happiest version of you. They deserve the most powerful version of you. They do. So as you look at your spiritual relationship, career, physical and money goals, I want you to really look at having specific goals for 2021. Specific goals for 2021. What do you want to produce in those areas? Next week, When I cover this material, I'm going to take a few other things out of Napoleon Hill's book. And I got some other material that I'm also going to cover to just help us put some framework around what I gave you today. I gave you a lot today. I don't know if you realize how much I actually gave you today. I'm just seeking to help people recognize what's possible for them. That's where my heart is. That's why this podcast is nine years in running. Not because, uh, you know, to be doing it just to be doing it. But I recognize that this podcast and this format has reach. And I want to make sure that you're getting the best of me so you can get the best out of you. Because when you are producing the best out of you, that makes your world, your individual world a better place. And when our individual worlds are a better place, then this planet Earth can be a better place for everybody. So I'm seeking to enroll you into a conversation of your own potential. I'm here to hopefully inspire you To get intentional about your own 2021 goals, and if you don't have any, today, whatever today is when you listen to this podcast, stop and create a time. You might say, well, I'm too packed today. At least stop today and put it on your calendar. I'm going to take an hour to create goals for 2021. Spiritual, relationships, career, physical, and money. Today, because it's easy to say, "Oh, I'll do it when." Like Napoleon Hill said, "Write a definite date." If that day is Friday, today is Wednesday. If that day is Friday, then it's Friday at eight a.m. Friday at seven p.m. Friday. During my lunch break, I'm going to write my goals for 2021 for my spiritual relationships, career, physical, and money goals. You must be definite with the infinite. If you aim at nothing, you'll hit nothing dead on the head. I hope this lands with you. I hope it convicts your soul to make and push you to tap into that inner potential to do some new things with your life I want to remind you that I'm teaching a class also on the Johnny Coleman Institute that will begin on May uh, May 12th 12th. go to www.cutemple.org click on the classes tab I'm teaching a book called Treat Yourself to Life by Raymond Charles Barker. I want to make sure that if you're out there, tune in, get in the class so we can work on this good. God bless you. I'll be with you next week. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio. The Voice of an Awakening World. Hi, I'm Liz Winter, and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Medium Ship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world on my podcast you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network